Well, the word inaugural comes to mind. Well, the word I came to my mind was Happy New Year, but okay, you go ahead. Well, there's that, but this is also, this is the first episode of the show for 2023. Oh, yeah, that that works too. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Pete's not even here, man. Wow. Yeah. Sucks to be him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's fired. He just doesn't know it yet. But that's that's. <laughs> well, I don't want his know. job. <laughs> you better <laughs> hire someone else. <laughs> Which makes it 20, because we started the show in 2019. So 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. This is the fifth year, fifth calendar year of the podcast. That's bizarre to me. Anyways, I mean, you just started like five months ago so you're like i don't know what you're talking about but i still haven't started i don't know what you're talking about yeah that's well that's something else that i'm needing to bring up but that's fine so <laughs> hello and welcome to the movie men podcast yes i'm carl and i'm Brady. what and i'm brady <laughs> yeah <laughs> we just throw wrenches in that every every week <laughs> yeah you're supposed to say the b team that's what that's what <laughs> messed everything up i was like wait normally we go back and forth but then how did the order get uh, is this gotta, is this foreshadowing keep it fresh, for the year to mix come? it up keep keep the audience on their toes this this is this is <clears throat> foreshadowing for the year to come i can uh i can tell already <clears throat> it's gonna be a gonna be a year isn't it um a year full of news yeah, so we took a listen, we took a week off from the news. Um we took two and weeks as off. such Yeah, well, we skipped Didn't a week. We? No, we we just we skipped a week. Oh, it it only oh, added up yeah. to being one week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll trust so you. That's there's your holidays. I don't listen to them, so I don't know. No. Um so we took we we skipped a week, uh which means there's some news to talk about. Um, not a whole lot typically happens over the holidays. Uh, so it's not like we have a, a packed, 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 packed show. Um, but we got some topics, so we're going to work through them and, and yeah, just get you caught up to date on all of the things that are happening in, in the world of movies and, uh, give our opinions on them and talk about them and, and, you know, yeah, give you all the things you never asked for which is mm. mostly our opinions. Um, so straight off the top, there's something I want to talk about that I sent to you, you commented on, I commented on, and it's just worth talking about. So we've talked a lot about DC. We've talked a lot about James Gunn. We've talked a lot about the Henry Cavill thing. We've talked about all kinds of stuff, right, in terms of of James Gunn and Peter Safran, the heads yeah. of the new Just DC studios. Lots of news going around there. Yeah. yeah. As, as such, they have um, basically hit the hard reset button. Yeah. Um, they, they've got a dumpster fire and they're throwing all the paperwork inside. 
they're getting it all out the good the bad the whatever because there just there needs to be a fresh start and a fresh start means a fresh start it doesn't mean this kind of buffet style picking and choosing ah, we'll keep that we'll leave that we'll get rid of that we'll keep like no yeah. it's it's for better or worse it's all got to go yeah which well, makes for good news and lots of rumors <laughs> Yeah. So speaking of rumors, a little while back, about a week and a half ago, there were rumors in, and reports going around that DC was considering firing James Gunn for someone, quote, more competent. <laughs> and the basis of this report was that uh, as stupid basement dwelling dumbass fans tend to do some petitions had started going around you know fire james gunn bring henry cavill back well yeah you don't you don't like a decision you're entitled to your opinion as we do often in this show (laughs) yeah but it's the dummies that think that these petitions are actually going to (laughs) have traction achieve something i mean I agree. They're not really going to have any lasting effect in the decisions that these companies make. But in the last, what was it, three years ago, four years ago, we did see kind of that kind of fan um, outcry have traction in the way of the Sonic movie. So, you know, the the masses, the screaming masses do have a voice. (laughs) Well, so here's... Here's the reason, though, that this isn't going to go anywhere. Aside from the fact that DC, it has full confidence in James Gunn. And and just like every outcrying we've ever had anytime someone in Hollywood makes a decision. I I point to things like uh, Heath Ledger being cast as Joker. Every reboot of (laughs) Spider-Man. Yep. Uh, yeah. Michael Keaton being ba- cast as Batman. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it, the, the list just goes on and on. Hugh Jackman being cast as Wolverine. Yeah. The Pattinson Australian musical stage <laughs> guy. Yeah. <clears throat> that he's too tall. He doesn't have the yeah. look. Now well, it's, it's hard to picture anyone other than Hugh Jackman playing yeah. Wolverine. Ner- nerds, we have nerds and geeks. They're really, really passionate about the the um, media that they consume and they're not afraid to say if they think it's silly. (laughs) Yeah. But here's the thing. DC is not structured the same way Marvel is. So if we, if we take a look at Marvel and the Marvel equivalent of James Gunn, which is Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, since Bob Chapek took over. So it used to back in the day, it used to be that, Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, was the man at the top. And then as far as Marvel went, directly under Bob Iger was Kevin Feige. Now, they both answered to a board, um, but Bob Iger was also chairman of the board, so really Bob Iger answered to nobody. Um, And then Kevin Feige was right below, and, and Kevin Feige had full reign, full power. He could basically do whatever he wanted. Then Bob Chapek came in and started hiring old, like, college buddies of his and putting them in high-paid positions. And all of these, like, levels of management got introduced where now 
between Kevin Feige and the top dog, there's like three or four levels of separation there. Um, <clears throat> which we've talked about. We've talked about how that's caused all kinds of issues. Kevin Feige doesn't even have say anymore over where and how his properties get released, whether a movie that he he makes is going to go to theaters or it's going to go to Disney Plus. Or he's, he's lost a lot of control. And hopefully, now that Bob Iger is back, Bob will, Iger will get in there and, and start ripping out some of those layers of, of unnecessary micromanaging. But now let's look at DC. James Gunn answers to Peter Savlas, Zaslav, sorry, <clears throat> who is the the CEO of Warner Brothers. And that's it. So the thing is, is aside from Peter Zaslav, who personally hand-selected James Gunn, believes in James Gunn, and is excited for the direction and supportive of the direction that James Gunn is going in, there isn't actually any, like, James Gunn doesn't answer to anyone over at DC. So, when reports start going around that James Gunn is potentially going to get fired or Warner Brothers is considering firing James Gunn, it's really, really important to understand that Warner Brothers can't fire James Gunn. <laughs> like, they're, aside from the really top dog. To. Sorry? It would be really hard to. Uh, yeah, essentially. Because everyone else at Warner Brothers or at DC is under James Gunn. So it'd kind of be like, you know, you going to work and being like, I don't like my manager. I'm going to fire yeah. him. Rumors are, we're going to fire our manager. Well, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. <laughs> like, as much as you'd like to, that manager answers to the owner of the company, and that's it. And if the owner of the company really likes that manager, then you're SOL. Um, so, either way, it's important to note, these reports are rubbish. It's garbage. Yeah. DC has no intentions. Well, DC can't fire James Gunn. Warner Brothers, as a company, can't fire James Gunn. Peter Zaslav could, but he's got no interest in doing that. Um, so quit whining. Stop whining on the internet. We get it. You're not happy with it. You're saying that you're going to boycott the movie. You're going to yeah. be just like other idiotic, toxic <laughs> fanboy, and you're going to go see the movie anyways, even though you've said, I'm never going to see this yeah. movie. Superman's that's, dead to and me. That's, that right there is the big thing, right? Like, okay, you don't like that they're rebooting again. Fine fair but you're gonna get more of the content you love and there is very <clears throat> strong i would say yeah i would say there's a very strong chance that that content is going to be very close to source material which yeah like james gun track record with guardians of the galaxy you know Nobody was really big on Guardians of the Galaxy in the first place. There, no. you know, you're gonna have a handful of people who were, but mm -hmm. for the most part, like the origins of all those characters, like and, and the 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 way they're portrayed, is pretty close to, like, acceptably close to the source material. Yeah, like you get, you get a bit of changes in Star Lord's origin, 
right? Because he wasn't he wasn't Ego's son, but you know he did have he does ha- have a sort of supernatural birth in the comics. He has a supernatural kind of birth in in the movie, so it's close enough that most people are going to say, "Yeah, that's cool." And yeah. I, so I, I think James Gunn, I I feel is um earned some trust and should be given a chance. <laughs> so if, if you're up in arms, just, just relax until you see the first, first wave of DC movies. <laughs> yeah. Something I've said to Pete several times is when it comes to arguments between fans, right? Fans who are on different sides of, of whether it's a casting or whether it's, I, I think, I think that came up when we were talking, when Pete and I were originally talking about Robert Pattinson as Batman. Because when Robert Pattinson was cast as Batman, there was a huge outcry on the internet, right? Everyone was like, oh, Twilight Boy, Sparkly Batman. Yeah, it was like, one of those. You know, everyone was, <laughs> yeah, everyone was really bent out of shape. And I was all for it. I was excited. I, I had seen, I'd seen the Twilight movies once upon a time, but I'd also seen a lot of Robert Pattinson's work since then, these sort of like small budget indie real character films that Robert Pattinson had had done. And I said to Pete, I said, listen, Robert Pattinson is an Oscar level actor. He doesn't have an Oscar yet, but Robert Pattinson is a fantastic actor. And when you're casting a movie, it's never, ever, ever a bad thing to add talent. Right? That's that's what it comes down to. Not who looks the part, not who's the right height, not who is a big comic book fan. It's talent. A good actor is a good actor. I, I so, would the only the only the only argument I would give you on the, on your points, I agree with everything, except for familiarity with the the work. The more familiar you are with the work the better you can portray the character, the better you understand a character. But you can become familiar with the work after you, like Elijah Wood had never read Lord of the Rings, right? Elijah Wood had never read Lord of the Rings. He started reading them on set. Once he was cast, he was like, oh, shoot. I better learn the source material. But you don't need to be a lifelong fan of something. So, but either way, um, I, so I said to him, whenever there these, there's these fights, these battles, and the side that's against it says, oh, I'm boycotting this, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not even going to watch it. it. Then instantly, okay, you lose. You lose. Because if the whole point of movies is to get movies that we like and be entertained, then automatically the person who is excited or at least willing to go see it and giving give it a chance that person wins because the person who says that's it I'm boycotting it I'm not going to do it what does that person want that person is one well, I don't I'm not going to I don't get a new batman movie cuz I'm not going to go see it christmas cuz I'm stupid <laughs> you know and so yeah <laughs> either way it's not going to happen calm yourself moving on ant-man 3 is legitimately right around the corner like we're we're in the weeks now instead of the months 
um, mm-hmm. when talking mm-hmm. about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And the director has come out and said, and you got to take this with a grain of salt, but the director has come out and said that Ant-Man 3 is an Avengers-level movie. Hmm. Now, newsflash, director says, my movie's really good. <laughs> <laughs> right, it, it's, it's, it's what right, he's, it's what right he's up actually there with, saying is this. <laughs> it's right up there with all the time you'll see these news news outlets run with, so-and-so says they, they would like to play an MCU character. Well, just, huh. or, yeah, direct, director's just saying, my movie's amazing, or actors saying we really did something different it's gonna be great you're gonna love it <laughs> yeah it's 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 yeah it it bodes well for the actor or the director to push their own film but even that example of like you know a, an actor says oh i'd really love to play an mcu character and everyone gets everyone gets crazy everyone goes oh so and so is going to be in the mcu they really want to be in the mcu who could they play i'm sorry actor wants work yeah, is what that water not, is wet. Like not e- not even that. Like actor wants long term career work in yeah in the world's largest franchise, franchise biggest franchise in one of the, in the highest paying right film <laughs> gigs you can get into. Like, like yeah. hmm. Guar- guaranteed money for the next X number of years to be in this franchise. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So having laid out that you sh- that this needs to be taken with a grain of salt. We have seen that we have looked at the trailers though, and this is if if you look at the trailer, it doesn't feel like the other Ant Man movies. Like Ant Man one and two Very are connected heisty. to the rest of the MCU, but they sort of have like this small, isolated kind of kept to themselves yeah. sort they, of feel, and they have that kind of this is a heist movie flavor, right? Which Whereas, no other MCU movie does. Yeah, whereas with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, we already know from the trailer we're getting the proper introduction, the real debut of Kang. Yeah. And Kang Kang the Conqueror. Yes. Because the other the Kang we met in Loki never I don't think he even refers to himself as Kang at any point. He's just the man at the end of time. Yeah. Um, so we're getting that it, we're getting a lot of quantum realm stuff. We're getting, it's, it's, I believe, because we know that in the pipeline, we have Avengers, the Kang dynasty. I think this is a film that is like, not only is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania going to be a film that really sets up what's coming and sort of turns the page on the MCU. I think it's also going to be a film that takes all of our, uh, uh, maybe not all of, a lot of our confusion that we've had, excuse me, with the MCU storyline over the last three years, where we've said, well, where is this going? What is, what is the connective tissue that, that ties all this together? Yeah, pretty much everything post Endgame has been kind of pretty much everything post Endgame is going on. I, where's, I think, where's the one seamless storyline heading? I think a lot of connective tissue is going to come out of Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. I think I think that movie 
is going to clear up maybe again maybe not all of the confusion yeah. But I think it's going to add a lens. It's going to add a piece of glass into the lens, which is going to pull a lot of things into focus. Yeah. Anyways, Carl, you hear this, that Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is going to be supposedly a self-proclaimed <laughs> Avengers, Avengers level, level film. Yeah, I think that's that, that might be pushing it. Because when you say... When somebody says this is a, like an Avengers level film and it's an Ant-Man film, my thought is, okay, so it's going to be like Captain America Civil War where you've got like all the Avengers from that we've had up to this point on screen pretty much for the most part, maybe minus a couple Thor and Hulk as for the example there. <clears throat> Which Civil War but, was basically but, just Avengers 2.5. Let's was. be honest. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I can't see it being an Avengers level film, but like you were just saying, like tying in connective tissue, making some of these loose hanging threads that don't seem to be going anywhere except for their own individual characters, storylines, right? We got Spider-Man, we got, um, Doctor Strange, we got Hawkeye, we got you know we got all these characters, and what are we in right now? Phase four, five. We just finished uh, Black Man Wakanda Forever was the end of Phase Four, so right, yeah, Ant Man so, and the Wasp: Quantumania yeah, would be so the everything the in Phase Four. Phase five. Everything in Phase Four pretty much has a loose end. None of them tie together. I don't think there's anything with with the oh yeah no no the only two that tie together would be. Um, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Well, and if if we're counting but, shows, which you have to, because those are part of it, then WandaVision also ties into that. Yeah, talks into ties into Doctor Strange. But for the most part, all these new properties and all these kind of returning properties that we got in this last phase have loose ends, including Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. So, oh, for it's sure, like, it's it's the question. The big question is. Where is the MCU going post post Thanos post Endgame? Like K Kang the Conqueror seems to be the big bad guy, but then you watch the Eternals and it looks like these big space gods are the big bad guys. And like, who really is the Thanos of this next story arc that's tying all these characters? That's, that's going to bring everybody together. It's going to need everybody on the same team on the same screen to, to defeat. And yeah, it seems like we're not getting it, but like, like you're saying, Ant-Man has that potential because you know, Kang, it seems like Kang is that storyline and yeah, it, it has that opportunity to tie some of those loose ends together. Mm hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm optimistic about great. the MCU. My thought is, you know, we've, we've for like three years now, we've been crapping on it, more or less. There's been a couple amazing it, diamonds in the rough. Yeah, it's been, but we've, we've it's been, been crapping been on it. It's been up and down, hit and miss this last phase, for sure. And as you pointed out, it seems like it's just been this this big party of like, well, let's not build towards a main story. Let's just develop our own, our like individual little story arcs. 
And honestly, for like three years now, that's also rubbed me the wrong way. But I'm kind of wondering, like, it had reached, it, it reaches a point after a while when everything is tied in together and, and there's these big, massive, constant global threats where you just kind of, you get a little fatigued from that and you go, maybe it's, some of this has lost its heart because now instead of really delving into characters, we're just, anytime someone new is introduced, it's just kind of like, okay, they're sort of like tacked into this bigger ensemble thing. Uh, um, whereas if we go back to like the beginning of the MCU, each character had their own, you know, like, yes, Tony's tied into what's going on with the Infinity Stones and everything else, but he's also got his own, you know, like he's he's, he's dealing with... He's on his with, own adventure and story arc through. He's through dealing with his lineage and, and how his technology constantly seems to be the bane of his existence now because it, it's it's falling into the wrong hands and it's... And Thor had his own stuff with his parents and and his brother being adopted, and, and none of that had anything to do with the greater story or or you know fueling other people's timelines. Yeah, and so not not as a whole. There were some connective tissues, which I don't sure. feel like we got a lot of in this last phase. But you're you're not wrong. So I'm I'm optimistic that we will look back on phase four. You know, going through phase four, it was a little bumpy. We weren't always sh super clear of the roadmap and what was going on. And but I think we'll look back on phase four and go, actually, that's that we're enjoying phase five more because we slowed down and we took the time to really understand what is going on individually in each of these different characters' storylines. Because that's the other thing, too, is, like, back, even as far as, like, halfway through Phase 2, we didn't, like, it, there was something bubbling under the surface. We could tell that, you know, this must be building towards something. Yeah. But we weren't up, we didn't really know what it was. We didn't know how it was going to go down. And we weren't up in arms about it. I think we, as MCU fans, have been conditioned and therefore become a little spoiled and are like, well, no, like, you know, this is the big amazing thing that you did, how you culminated it all in Infinity War and Endgame. And so show us, show us your hand, show us this big amazing thing that you're doing. And MC, the uh, Kevin Feige in the MCU is like, no, F you, F you. <laughs> I have a plan. We're, not, we're in the middle of a poker game. We're not showing you what we're getting. We raise. Yeah. yeah. And so I honestly, I, I'm optimistic that, that we'll look back on phase four and go, we'll look back on it with, with more appreciation than we had while we were going through it. Probably. Yeah. I hope that, so. that would be, that's the hope. That's the hope. Yeah. All right. Moving on. James Cameron's kind of a big name in Hollywood right now. I don't know if you know, he Who? just released a little project um, of his that I guess he'd been working on for a while or something. It's like a follow-up to another little indie film that he did a while back. Oh, Dances with Wolves. Um, no. Oh. Similar. 
I think oh, it's oh Smur- Terminator S- Dancing with Smurfs <laughs> or some it's something about blue people. I don't know. Anyways, one of the other things that James Cameron is well known for, as you just attributed to, is the Terminator franchise. The first Terminator movie, pretty great. Excellent. Pretty great. Pretty groundbreaking as far as technology and special effects makeup and stuff like that. Terminator Big 2. role for Arnie. Yeah. Terminator 2, untouchable. Just just a, a absolute gem. A film that makes... Just a, to watch. A, 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 a film that pulls off the impossible task of making Terminator 1 kind of go, eh, yeah, yeah, Terminator 1. But Terminator 2, T2 Judgment Day, good Lord. Well, Terminator yeah, 3, the, <laughs> Rise of the yeah. Machines. And it, this is like, I actually watched a YouTube video on a channel that I frequently watched. And they were kind of getting into like, it's really hard. Like they, they want, every time they make a new Terminator movie, they have, they have all these kind of, you, you create paradoxes because of the time travel. Well, why didn't they just yeah. send more Terminators? Why didn't they just do that? Like, you know what I mean? It's not but, as so, well thought out as back to the future it, was. It, as yeah, far it just as becomes, well, the whole thing just becomes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, confusing and raises too many questions and yeah. yeah they're all they're all pretty bad at after definitely after three three is i would say is passable but it's yeah so it so still three, starts to create a lot of those paradox problems three not being directed by james cameron but still produced yeah. <clears throat> by james cameron is okay um is okay it's yeah. the action's fun they didn't take the story the place that everyone was thinking they were going to take the story, but that was okay. It kind of felt a little tacked on because it was like, wait a second, didn't we? Like, I don't T2 kind of felt like a de- definitive ending. Like, we, we stopped it. We stopped yeah. Judgment Day. I, I would Day. say the last passable Terminator movie we got uh, was the one with, um, oh, shoot, his name just slipped my mind. Uh Batman. Uh, okay, yeah. So that one's next. Hang on. We're working through them. We're working through them. Oh, you want to work through them. Okay. So then t- Terminator Salvation, which is the one with Christian Bale that you're Bale, that's the name. referring to. Um, yeah. Last passable one, I would say. And it, it's, it's a because very, it doesn't deal with the present. It deals with the future. Yeah, the future. A it's a very different style of Terminator film. I didn't yeah. enjoy it because it wasn't really... Like it was just, they tried to do something different and for some people that worked, for me it didn't, it's fine. But still kind of like, you could, up up until that point, you could still sort of buy into some semblance of continuity. You're like, okay, there's a couple of holes here and there, a couple of logic issues, however. More paradoxes created. <laughs> yeah, but you're like, however, it, it nothing like, nothing right out contradicts itself so that like it's still i can still kind of build a, a reasonable timeline in my head and then we had terminator genesis what which talked about the, you know oh, it's the return of arnold <laughs> and arnold's gonna be in it sort of kind of and so that's exciting mm-hmm. and and hip hip hooray let's do and then like john connor becomes a terminator himself and 
it just and we were all sitting there scratching our heads like what what the hell yeah and then <laughs> just bad. terminator dark fate came out which was more, like more James Cameron going in as an executive producer, still not the director, but an executive producer. And he was like, look, I'm bringing Sarah Connor back. Like yeah. Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor. I'm bringing yeah. back Arnold as the T-800. Making we some are good decisions. Ignoring, we're ignoring T Terminator 3. We're ignoring Terminator Salvation. We're ignoring Terminator Genesis. This is a sequel to T2 Judgment Day and the fans rejoiced and then they watched it and 45 seconds in the main protagonist of our film is killed and oh and we find out that it's not even like oh yeah John went on to be like a young adult and he did all this no no like you know literally he did <laughs> three days after Terminator 2 they were hanging out buying burritos at some roadside and and john was killed <sighs> so yeah all this being said james cameron has has alluded to the fact that there may be more terminator films on the way i don't say this very often i'm typically of the opinion that yeah i just i don't movies are fun make more movies like you know just just Make more, start fresh, do it over, do a remake, do a reboot, whatever. If if it's good, then great. We get another great film that we can love and enjoy and add to our collection. If it's garbage, then whatever. Don't ever watch it again. Having said that, I think it's done. <laughs> I think at least, and like I said, I don't let, say leave this it very be often. For a couple decades, <laughs> let just yeah. hang it up. Uh, Hang it up. Unless... It can't be fixed. At, <laughs> at this point, unless James Cameron's going to come back, which we know he's not because he's far too busy doing everything else in the world. Unless James Cameron's going to come back to direct it and just start entirely fresh. Just a, a reboot. Yeah. Not... Don't tie it into any other storyline. You're going to hate this, but at this... Like, if, if you are rebooting it, it has to be... like. It, it's just like the DC situation. It has to be said. You got to do it without Arnold at this point. You can't yeah. reboot oh, no, and then yeah. put I, I, old I man agree. Arnold yep. in. Get another big hunky man in there. Yeah. Linda like Hamilton's gone. You know, you could, at. yeah, put John Cena. I don't even, I'm not a big John Cena fan, but like put John Cena in there, put yeah. Dave Batista in there, find some ridiculously jacked human being and, and plop him in the role and, and take the story somewhere else. That's the only way I can really see myself getting remotely excited about a new Terminator film at this point. It, 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 at this point, you know, yeah. they release a trailer for a new Terminator film and it's like <clears throat> releasing a trailer for the next Transformers movie. I'm like, oh my God, this is still, you're still doing this? <laughs> yeah. This is still happening? I, I, I can't. I, I don't know. I, I'm done with... I, <laughs> I haven't seen the last two Terminators. I love the Terminator franchise up to a certain movie, and then I'm just done. I'm out. I haven't seen them. Um, um I haven't Fate seen Dark worth, Fate. I'm not interested in seeing Dark Fate. It's it's worth watching. As once. far as a reboot goes, I've made my opinion known on the on this channel about reboots. I'm not like 
make a robot movie and call it something else and don't say it's a reboot of Terminator. You're just going to shoot yourself in the foot. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah. 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 I don't know. <laughs> it's rough. So either way, you don't want more Terminator movies either. I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible they can't reboot it and it be amazing. I'm saying you're, you're setting yourself up for um, criticism that you, you, you don't you that you, you don't have to necessarily put on your film. Yeah. You as far as climb. moving forward with this specific timeline, <laughs> if that's what you can call it now, uh, it's yeah, it's it's over. It's it's yeah. way too convoluted and way too messy, and there's mm-hmm. no fixing it. Yeah. You're just gonna make a more of a mess of it. You and I sat down and we reviewed Black Adam. Yeah. And it was pretty good. We both agreed that maybe The Rock had sort of overhyped, had had put a little too much fuel in the hype machine. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Um, You know, if if he learned to use doors, I think it would have been better. Yeah, yeah. but it was fun. And it was, it was, it was fun. It was, it was a entertaining film. Yeah. And we were both interested. We started speculating. There was all this stuff about like, okay, you know, Superman shows up in the post credit scene. And, you know, so there's at some point there's going to be a Black Adam Superman face off. And how is this going to tie into the established Shazam series and stuff like that? Well, let me remind you. That things have been shaken up over at DC, mm-hmm. and Wait, the Rock what? has come out and he has said <laughs> that Black Adam Two is 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 dead. It's not yep. going to happen. Makes sense. And that is? there is the possibility of him of of Black Adam showing up in the DC's multiverse at some point. Uh, my thoughts on this are two things. One is, yeah, it it makes total sense. Everything else is getting axed. This has got to get axed. Like, it, it just kind of, you know, yeah. it is what it is. My second thought is, I really, with, with everything, with the fact that it's what the MCU is doing right now, I hope we are at least 10 years out from any sort of DC multiverse stuff oh yeah like for sure we're just gonna get multiverse fatigue yeah uh mm-hmm. i don't see the rock returning as shazam by the time by the time another shazam or sorry uh black adam by the time another black adam sits the screen he's gonna be too old for the role i think yeah yeah, I mean, he'll still be big enough physically. Well, I mean, Arnold's still jacked, but I wouldn't want him to be Terminator again. Like, he, the last time I seen him in a Terminator movie, he looked like an old beat-up Terminator. <laughs> like, wow, well, he was. That was that was the role he was. No, playing. I didn't see. I didn't see Dark Fate. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's I've seen fair. previews for it, but <laughs> like, yeah, that's it's a very unconvincing Terminator. <laughs> yeah, I would still not want to end up in an alley at night with Arnold. That's are you kidding me? At, He's like, probably a really nice guy. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like you could easily offend him, though. I don't know. Do you not like cigars? Is that? Oh, I love cigars, but my oh, thought is get that along like, with them fine. maybe I would cut the cigar wrong or maybe I would, <laughs> you know, he really loves cigars. <laughs> um, so have you heard of a company called Sony? So who? Um, wait, I, maybe I pronounced it right. No, no. Yes. Yeah, so Sony. Sony. So no 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 that's that's different. So oh, Sony okay. Sony, S O N Y. Uh, is it a sewing company? So it might be. It I, 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 I don't know. Often they these companies have like really weird me. origins. <laughs> you know, you find out that like oh you know yeah this uh, my favorite brand of toothbrush started out making sex toys back in the thirteen hundreds <laughs> and then you know that didn't sell and so. And hence the birth of the electric <laughs> toothbrush. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Sony has come out and said that the next live-action Spider-Man movie is in the works. Mm. And people are probably going, wait, what? Sony? It's, it's big. It's complicated. We're not going to get into all of it. But yes, even though Spider-Man appears in the MCU... He is still own. He's he, the MCU sort of has him on lease. He's still yeah. owned by Sony. Bor- borrowing him. Yes, the last three, all three Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, the Spider-Man movies that are set in the MCU, were distributed by Sony, not by Marvel. It's just the the way it works. It's a business deal that is pretty much unprecedented in the history of Hollywood. But it's a business deal that's making both sides a shit ton of money and is has been super advantageous for both sides. So it's something that, you know, has continued on. Now, we don't have any details. We don't know if this next Spider-Man movie is going to be set still in the MCU. We don't know if it's Tom Holland. We don't know if it's someone new altogether. We don't know if I'm getting my wish list item and it's the amazing Spider-Man three with Andrew Garfield. Oh my God. I wish that's what it was. <laughs> um, but it doesn't surprise, like obviously they're going to keep making Spider-Man movies regardless of, of who it is or what it is or when it is. It's Spider-Man. You don't have Spider-Man sitting on your shelf as a company and go, ah, yeah, we'll get around to it. It's Spider-Man. He's he's one of your biggest IPs. Um, so you hear this though, and what are your thoughts? Do you do you think it's going to be an MCU installment? Do you want it to be an MCU installment? I mean, the ending of No Way Home definitely kind of felt like it was it was setting something up. It was showing us, you know, okay, here's the new Spider-Man. Um, but at the same time, it could have just been like, you could end, you could end it that way. And it would be a very satisfying ending. Like, you know, and then Spider-Man went off and did his Spider-Man things. Um, 
do you think it'll be a standalone thing like set in sort of this like craven venom verse morbius whatever the heck that was verse yeah that um that sony's building what do you want it to be well yeah it's it can only go i think it, they can only do there i mean there is only one of two options for them they continue with tom holland as spider-man connected to the mcu which is a license to print money because you know it's worked so far and it's connected to the mcu or they take a chance and they get a new actor in for spider-man and they create a spider-man for their yeah venom verse which you know it's going to be a license to print money but at the same time i think you're going to take there's a bit more risk there because you're you're almost starting fresh and you know morbius did extremely poorly um craven man i don't know <laughs> i feel like craven's going to be another morbius that's my gut this is what my gut oh i'm looking me. for aaron taylor johnson i am uh, looking forward to this movie no man you look at the cast in Morbius that that they they had all the all the markings of a great film and hmm. that's true. So yeah, that's true. I, my my hope would be that it's a continuation with Tom Holland and the MCU. I think that's the this their safest option in terms of now, uh, get making their money back. Do you think either way, either way, Sony is not going to give up their Spider-Man, the Spider-Man rights. So so it's going to ever, you know, (laughs) that's ever. That's the one thing that they're going to hang on to for. Yeah. Do your life. Do you think that because a day will come when the partnership between Marvel and Sony ends? Maybe not necessarily on bad terms, but it it will end. It almost already ended. We almost didn't get No Way Home. Yeah. Um, when that happens, when Spider-Man goes back and and lives in the Sony-verse, when Sony doesn't have to share any profits, they don't have to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Do you think it's... Is there a possibility that that Spider-Man will remain to be Tom Holland because my thought for a theory of mine for the longest time and I talked about it on the show I talked to Pete about it and I I had I was feeling pretty good about this theory was that No Way Home was going to be the last Spider-Man MCU film and that Tom Holland would remain being Spider-Man over at Sony because we were I we were talking about a film that was like different Spider-Man universes opening up and all and yeah. people coming and going and all of this stuff. And I thought that, especially with the title, No Way Home, my theory was that Tom Holland was going to end up getting, maybe in the third act of the film, end up going through Sorry, some sort of a different dimension. portal. And he would be in the Venom-verse and the, you know, whatever else. And there would be no way home. And that that's just where he would live now. Because there is, like, it, you know, obviously the Tom, or obviously the Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield universe are canon with the MCU now as 
alternate universes. Um, but so is the Sony one, because we did have Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock come yeah. through. <clears throat> it's there. Right? They're technically part of the multiverse. Yeah. He didn't stay long, but he did leave behind a little chunk of symbiote. Which I I guess also just leads credence to the fact that the next film is probably going to be in the MCU. Because why leave Symbiote there? Why set that up and then not do anything with it? Um Yeah. It's a it's a good theory. Like, yeah. Man, uh it's so it's, there's so many ways they could go with it. It's a large, you're, you're, we're talking about like large corporations trying to play nice with each other that have competing properties essentially. Yeah. But at the same time, there are properties that work really well together. And so far so that the, partnership it, has been mutual, mutually beneficial. At the end of the day, they Sony's are competitors. Than to, to, like Sony's got gotten more out of this deal, I think, than, than uh, Marvel has. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. You get you. You're a company who has historically done Spider-Man well, but has had some major flops. The last Spider-Man film that they did before this this agreement was not super well received in the Amazing Spider-Man Two, which wasn't a horrible film if you take out. Jamie Foxx's portrayal of Electro. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, even, which they I, rectified. I think, I think the amazing Spider-Man as a whole probably wasn't as well received as Tobey Maguire and Sam Raimi's. They're still no. good, still good, not as well received, but like, yeah, Marvel, Marvel brought a lot of, um, like all the fandom that Marvel had created is now part of, Sony Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, hard to say. Yeah. But I'm excited. Like, either way, a new Spider-Man movie, I'm, you know, gonna go see it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Take my money. Fingers crossed that they don't mess it up. Yep. Uh, Netflix. Do you have it? Um, Yep. Yeah, I have a subscription. Unfortunately, is that where you were going? Well, I'm yeah. If we're gonna, are we getting into the new uh, password stuff, or is that something mm-hmm. else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, question: yeah. So, you have Netflix? Yeah. Is it your own Netflix? It do is. You pay for but the I do have somebody who I share it with. Oh, you got a, you got a, you have a Netflix sponge, do you? I do. You got a free well, loader. it's a mute. It's 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 not a sponge. I would not call it a sponge relationship. I would call it a symbiotic relationship because I get an Amazon Prime account access out of it. So oh. there's there's a symbiosis there. It's yeah. it's down between one and two people, but I'm pretty sure I could figure it out. If I had three guesses, I could definitely figure out who it is. Anyways. Um, for years and years and years and years and years now, Netflix has been saying, please stop sharing passwords. <laughs> well, please stop early now, on in Netflix's streaming. They were very open to it though. They, I think they, they were, they were fine with it. I, 
I don't think they were excited about it. I think they knew that they didn't have the technology to do anything about it. And so um, you might as well be okay with it. Because at the end of the day, it is stealing. At the end of the day, a company like Netflix, who is providing a service that is not a free service for them to provide, like they're making content, they're buying content, they're buying yeah. the rights <clears throat> to be able to stream content. They're saying, hey, we're providing content, we're providing a service, and all we ask in return is that you pay for that service. <laughs> Right. Which is how every other business transaction in the world works. We give you something of value to you, and you give up something of value to you in return, which is right. 99.9% .9 of the time, money. As soon as I borrow someone's Netflix password, I'm now getting that service and not paying for it, which uh, I'm not condoning people who do that because I'm certainly not <laughs> innocent of this either. <laughs> I have access to several different subscriptions, video streaming subscriptions, and I pay for some of them. But some of them, when I log on to, and I'm sitting there looking at the profiles, not all of those profiles are mine. Some of them belong to the account owner. Right. Well, Netflix has now, there's been a lot of change to Netflix. Netflix came out with that absolute bullshit, archaic, dumb, how could you even think that this was acceptable ad-supported tier? And I'm not <laughs> saying that because there's ads. I'm not saying that, I'm not even saying that because it's not the full library. I'm saying that because there's a max resolution of 720p. What do you yeah. think? Anyways, that's, <laughs> yeah. neither here, that's neither here nor there. The other thing that Netflix is doing, starting this year, this calendar year, any day now, maybe it already has, I don't know, is they are stopping password sharing. Now, they're doing this by, I guess, tracing the IP address of... I don't understand wh it. ...where you are, which I don't know how a VPN I'm sure a VPN, would VPN can that. work you around it. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but basically what's going to happen is if the account owner lives in, you know, Wichita, Kansas, and the person who they're sharing their account with lives in Florida, and they log on, it's going to come up and say, hey, you, you, you can't have access to this. And in some cases, it looks like they'll even just shut down, they'll shut down your account right. for password sharing. Now, this has raised a bunch of questions because, you know, I'm I'm thinking, well, you know, there's times like I live here in Toronto and I have uh, one, two, three, four, maybe five different devices, four for sure different devices that at any given point I might want to access my Netflix account on. So how does that locations. work? How does that work? Well, and then that's the thing too, is sometimes I might come over to your house 
which is two and a half hours away, and maybe you don't have a Netflix account. And I go, well, that's fine. We can sign into mine. I'm paying for Netflix. It's a service that is, is you know, I will sign into your Xbox. We'll sign into your smart TV. Yeah. Which you don't have because you're living in the Stone Age, and that's, you know, whatever. But uh, we'll sign in. And, and it's my account, and that's fine, but it's definitely a different IP address. It's definitely a different location. But could be could be even I, a different so, device. Yeah, so I don't know how they're going to do that. Um, yeah, there's it, it could be one of those like you know if it's a device that it doesn't recognize or it's a device that's not like your home device or something. Some then it could of be one of those like we're going to email you or text you a code type thing that you have to put in. I don't know. In which case, you're not really stopping anything like the person that I, so we'll use my example or even your example right like i'm sharing we're let's say we're sharing an account it's your account you're down in you Toronto. would never do that i'm up here in hanover i don't want to see your watch history <laughs> and you see they activate this thing and it's something like uh hey they send you an email hey you just signed into a device that's not uh recognized is this you and you just send me a you recognize the addresses. Oh yeah, that's, that's Carl. Yes, that's my device. They didn't stop anything. <laughs> like, no, but it, now all of a sudden that have. device is is uh, yeah. I don't know. But it, it might not be like a one time thing. It might be every time you try to access Netflix on that device. That's you know. At which case, if if I'm as I often am and booting up Netflix at two thirty in the morning, I'm SOL. Because I can't text you. I'm going to call you at 2.30 in the morning and be like, you're about to get a text from Netflix. Can you can you send me the code? Like, that's a good... Our friendship's going to end pretty damn quick. Yeah. <laughs> in that situation. But here's the thing. Netflix Netflix is not just being... like Netflix is, is being a better, better sport about this than they even need to be. Because what Netflix has done is they're not saying, hey, look... We know that lots of you are sharing passwords, and we would like you to stop. So we're implementing this technology in which you can no longer share passwords, and everyone who wants to access Netflix just needs to get your own darn account. They're not doing that. What they're doing is they're saying, hey, look, we're not going to let you share passwords for free anymore because we're losing... I, I was looking at the numbers. I think because of password sharing... It's it's upwards of a billion dollars a year that Netflix is out, which is not like no one can look at Netflix and be like, oh, come on. Just, you know, no, that, if you're sitting there, you're the financial guy at Netflix and you're going, hey, man, there's this password sharing thing happening. We're out a billion dollars a year. You, something's got to be done. You got to do something about that. You can't ignore that number. Yeah. So what Netflix is saying is, look, Carl. Yeah, they're accountable to shareholders. <laughs> we're, need to, uh, we're, we're, yeah, look, Carl, we're, we're charging you this a month for Netflix. And we know that your friend Aaron Mader is a sponge. He's a freeloader. He's a deadbeat. A dink. He's, you know, he's a dink. We don't want to totally be the bad guys here. So what we're asking is that you add Aaron to your account for $3.99 a month. 
for four bucks a month, your friend Aaron can have the same quality, the same library, the same everything else that you're paying for, for four bucks a month. So just ask your friend to send you four bucks a month and he can keep using your... Honestly, this is anyone who has been... I, I get it. It's it, it's a good feeling when you get something for free that you're not supposed to get for free. But we've been doing it long enough. And so anyone at this point who is getting free access to Netflix and is butthurt or upset or unwilling to pay $3.99 a month to continue using your friend's Netflix, you're an idiot. And you don't deserve – like. Well, you also, don't deserve Netflix. <laughs> in my situation, where I've got this nice symbiotic relationship, you know, I'm not paying anything for Amazon. Well, three more, three more dollars to Netflix so that I can keep having Amazon. Yeah, it's, yeah. Now you just basically have a four dollar a month Amazon exactly. subscription. Yeah. There's. So, uh, I don't know if you're going to hit on this, but I'm going to dive into it. Also, Netflix, like if in in your scenario, if Aaron doesn't want to pay me four bucks. He just wants his own account. And now he can take his account from that. He's been using for free on my Netflix and export it to his own Netflix account that he signs up for. Yeah. He's not going to lose his lists. He's not going to lose his recommendations. All he's not going to lose algorithm he's built up. Yeah. It's, it goes, it goes wherever he wants it to. Yeah. So yes, Netflix is stopping password sharing. No, they're not being assholes. They're doing what makes sense. They're asking you to pay for the service that that you are supposed to be paying for. And they're looking at all of you who have been stealing their service and saying, "We're going to throw you a, a wicked discount. <laughs> we're going to we're going to charge you 4 bucks a month." Yeah. And my, you can My big question is how long will that last? Uh, the price $4 a month doesn't doesn't you know, you, you mentioned earlier that they're losing millions of dollars every year. It doesn't year cover those losses, no. $4, all of these accounts just add four more dollars. That, that, that doesn't, that's not the stop, that's not a stop gap, that you're still losing lots of money. No, and so it'll be just like anything else. Like when Disney Plus launched, Disney Plus was what, like seven bucks? Like it was ludicrous. Yeah. Well, and Netflix, we knew when that Netflix wasn't gonna- launched, it was only like- Seven, ten, seven, ten. Like you know, now and now like, it's what, like twenty bucks. It's like month? twenty bucks. So, and we knew, we knew that those prices would go up. That these are, you know, I you launch something. <laughs> well, then you're stupid. We, gouging. You, they're we, gouging me. <laughs> we launch honestly, though. And see, here's the thing, too. Everyone gets butt bent out of shape, butt hurt about the fact that Netflix is now twenty bucks a month. If you look at, if you compare the sheer amount of content that you could get on Netflix. Now, I'm not talking about all these other streaming services, right? People are like, well, I have to have this and I have to have this and I have to have this and now it's more than cable. It, okay, but nobody said you had to, like, those are services you're wanting to get all that. Yeah. If you look solely at Netflix and you compare the ease, access, and the the unfathomable size of their library for 20 bucks a month. It's still an incredible value. 
<clears throat> it's I, a lot more than you yeah. were paying before. Sure. I have a friend that has a back catalog on their computer, on like hard drives of like old classic 80s, 90s TV shows, stuff. Some I might be interested in, some I'm not. And they're always offering me, hey, you know, I'll, I'll bring over the hard drive. I'll give you my access to my Apple account. You can check out all this stuff I've been collecting anytime you want. I'm just like, thanks for the offer. That's really generous. But I got way too much to watch already between Netflix and Disney. Like, I don't, I don't need another thing to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I don't need I don't need another reason to spend more time in front of the TV. So, bottom line is Netflix, a full service to Netflix, still a great value. Yeah. Netflix taking away password sharing, not a dick move. It's you know, an argument yeah. argument could be made that you stealing Netflix for the last 8 years is kind of a dick move. Yeah. Like the only the only argument against netflix is like well but if i own a dvd then i can let my friend borrow the dvd that's a product not a service you can't exactly. borrow your neighbor's cable yeah i can i can <laughs> hand that's, you that's... a disc of my of a of a um an ex, a physical disc of an xbox game that i own yeah i can't let you borrow my game pass yeah, or your Xbox Live for that matter. Right. Now, the only thing, I, this is, and I don't want to get into this because it's a total tangent and a digression. I don't know if digression is even the right, it would be me digressing. I should be able to lend you a digital game, but because I've paid for it and it's my product, and yeah. I just don't have a disc. But it, that's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but. So either way, get over it. Start paying for your Netflix. Even if it only means paying $4 a month, it's $4 a month. <laughs> it's $4 a month. Yeah. If, you if you're, could, listen, if you're if sharing, you, you're getting a deal. Here's the Especially deal. Especially if, you if you're sharing and getting something else being shared back to yeah. you. If you can't afford $4 a month, then uh, you can't afford Netflix. That's it's just the, then you don't get Netflix, right? Or there's, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's, if Netflix is that important to you, there is $4 a month that you're spending probably elsewhere unnecessarily that you could now spend on Netflix if Netflix right. is that do or die for you. Just don't so. cancel your Netflix, your, your movie man, Patreon subscription. No, that's, 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 that's a lifesaver. You got to keep that. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, we, Carl comes to your home and he peas in the the tank of your toilet that way the next time you flush it it's all yellow and full of urine <laughs> that's that's something i we need you to start doing we haven't talked to you about yet but oh if uh we'll send you a list of, like addresses and stuff like that oh you okay could, uh, yeah some of it some of it's going to probably involve airfare but as long as you pay covered. for it no it's I'll, not I'll go anywhere uh final topic and There's it's a doozy. More? It's a doozy. It's a big one. It's a big one. Buggin. It's a buggin. A, a while ago, a movie came out that I was very interested in. And it was every so often, you know, there's one of those movies you're like, ah, this is, this looks really good. I can't wait to see it. And then like 
a couple years pass and then you, you finally get around. You're like, why? Why? Why did it take me so long to to sit down and and watch this movie? Does that ever happen to you? Uh, yeah, Batman. We watched Batman yeah. this Christmas. I was like, yeah, that was, that was good. Why didn't I watch this earlier? Well, because you were butthurt about the casting. That's um, a little bit. I that yeah. I wouldn't say that's why I didn't watch it though. Hmm. Hmm. Um. So here's the thing. A movie came out that I was very interested in. I was very excited about um, and didn't get around to watching it for the longest time. But when I did, yeah, I it was, yeah. I mean, was it, it wasn't, <laughs> it was good, but it just wasn't the, it wasn't the film that I think I was expecting. But maybe that ties into this. So the movie's called Yesterday. And it was a uh, sort of a take on, it was like a Beatles themed movie, right? So basically. Oh, yes, I did. I have seen that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this guy, he's like a musician. He's like a, you know, he plays in clubs and bars and whatever, but you know, his life's kind of going nowhere. He's good. Good musician, but it says, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, got no luck with love and he, you know, whatever. And then something happens. I can't remember. He gets like hit by a bus or or something happens. An accident occurs. And when he wakes up, nobody in the world, everything's everything's the same, except nobody in the world remembers the Beatles. Well, the Beatles, nobody, the band never existed. Never existed. Nobody has any idea who the Beatles are, except for him. And so what he does is he starts playing and releasing and performing Beatles songs and like pretending that they're his, even to the point where you know someone's like, okay, let's let's. Yeah, I think it's there's like at one it's point Ed, Ed Sheeran shows Ed, up him in the and movie. Ed Sheeran have like a song off. They, they yeah, come you've up got with like a song on thirty the spot. minutes. <laughs> yeah, you've got like thirty minutes or five minutes or something to like write a song and then perform it. And Ed Sheeran does his best job at like a five minute song, and then and then our main character plays like Hey Jude. Or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, and everyone's like, <gasps> pull this out of my you're, back pocket. You're, you're a god. Like, how have you? Yeah. So, anyways, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, it was excellent. I really enjoyed it. But there's some controversy, and this controversy has led to some precedent. In the original trailers, when when the first trailers came out for this movie. There were scenes in the trailers. You know, sometimes you'd be like watching trailers for a movie and it makes it look like said actor that appears in the trailer is like a really big part of this film because they show you like all of that actor's scenes in the trailer. And then you actually watch the movie and he ends up being in it for like five minutes. Like Anthony Hopkins and Mission Impossible 2. You watch the trailer for that and you think like, oh, Anthony Hopkins is like a really big deal in this film. And he's not. He's in it for like three minutes or something. Yeah, because he's a big actor, a big name. Yeah, yeah. So they they push it. So when the trailers came out for yesterday, the trailers made it appear like an actor named Anna de Armas, who many of us know and love, uh, was a pretty big part of this film. Seemed like a potential love interest for our main character, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then the next trailers came out and Anna de Armas was still there. And then the next trailers came out and Anna de Armas was still there. And then the movie came out 
And Anna de Armas' scenes had been cut. Her whole story, she was completely removed from the film. She wasn't in the movie anymore. And that can happen from time to time that, you know, a scene that you showed in the trailer, you got a little further in the editing process, especially nowadays. Nowadays, we have trailers coming out for movies six, seven, eight months before the movie drops. Yeah. Which is far too far in advance, in my opinion. But quite often we have trailers coming out while the film is still shooting. They haven't even shot everything yet. They certainly haven't edited it, and they certainly yeah. don't have the final cut of the film. Yeah, well, so sometimes yeah, like they, reshoots have become really popular. And yeah, so sometimes they, and- they show a scene in a trailer and then the scene's not in the movie or the scene is in the, this happens all the time. The scene's in the movie, but it's a different take, right? So like the punchline is a little different than what you remember from the trailer or, you know, whatever it may be. But it's a little bit different when a character is cut from the film who your trailer made seem was a very big deal in in the film, right? Not just like, oh, had a scene and got cut. Was like, oh, this is a film starring Anna de Armas. Oh, wait, Anna de Armas isn't in this movie. I just watched it and she wasn't in it. And I <laughs> bought tickets because she was in it. Right. Now, the plot thickens. To this day... The trailers for this movie that are like promoting it, I mean, the movie's been out for a while now, you can watch it on streaming, but the streaming trailers for this movie, you know, like they'll release trailers, they're like, oh, watch it on streaming. Yeah, the pre And at Armis is still in the through. freaking trailer. The movie's hmm. been out for three years, four years. And this character who, who they put in the trailer because she's a big deal and she's a draw and people are going to go see it because they like her. No, she's not in the film, and she's still in the trailer. Well, a couple of fans were really upset about this because they were big Anna Armas fans. Yeah, those and they ADA said, fans, man, they're crazy. Yeah, and they said, we're going to f- sue the studio. We're going <laughs> to sue the studio because that was false advertising. They told us that this character, this actress was in this movie. She's not in the movie. We're very upset. And we were lied to, and we're going to sue. And I think the majority of people who heard this kind of scoffed and went, huh, <laughs> yeah, okay, have fun with that, American. You're just going to sue everybody. Well, there has now been, that they haven't successfully sued the studio, but there has been a court hearing, a court ruling that, Studios can be sued over false advertising in trailers really? as, as a result this. of this situation. Yeah. What was it? What show was that? what movie which trailer was that we got talked about earlier? Like Yesterday. No, oh, last month we talked about it. Uh what? I don't know. Was it yesterday? We talked about something like this last uh, in one of the last news cycles. No, I sent you a link to it. Oh, was that we, it? Yeah, we <laughs> Facebook. Oh, we talked about it. Yeah. Through the Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so that's because of this movie and this situation. And so now 
basically what this ruling has said is that these fans that want to sue the studio over yesterday can go ahead and sue the studio over yesterday. And that doesn't mean they're going to win. But because of this ruling, I think they might. Now, this calls into a... It calls into question a bunch of things. You started talking about it through Messenger. I started talking about it. And it's like, okay, well, what then? Like now movie trailers kind of sort of start to feel like treacherous waters. Like, yeah, would you like, what can a studio be sued over and what yeah, can't they? I think and- the thing I brought up was like, well, can, can Marvel Disney be sued for, end game for not having the Hulk show up because in the trailers, well, not in just the big game. charge scene, the Hulk is stay side by side with captain America and like mm-hmm. big green Hulk and big green Hulk doesn't show up. Not just end game, but no way home. Yeah. How many scenes were Toby and Andrew edited out of in that yeah. trailer? Yeah. I didn't want to see them. What the hell? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, you go sue Marvel and tell me tell me how that works out for you. I'm guessing, it, here's the thing. I hated at the end when of the they day, showed up. This is a, just ruined the whole movie. Yeah, here's the deal. At the end of the day, now some dummies are going to be like, well, I'm going to sue Marvel. I'm going <laughs> to sue Disney. And I'm going to sit there and go, okay, here's a question. Who do you think has better lawyers? You or, or a studio? Disney? <laughs> Have fun with that. Um, Not just Disney, any studio. <laughs> any any studio. Even like Bupkis Studio that you don't even like Twisted Pictures or Blumhouse yeah. or whatever, you know. So but so here's the thing. Yeah, you started talking and you, you brought up like, you know, but trailers are an art form. Yeah. Right? And that was that was an argument in the in this hearing. And yes, there is an art form to putting together trailers. That was acknowledged. However, at its core, a movie trailer is a commercial product. It is an advertisement for a product that this company wants you to buy into. They want you to spend your money to go see it. And a trailer's purpose is to provide you, the viewer, with an accurate sample of what this product is so that you can make an informed decision on whether or not you want to go see it. So what does this mean moving forward? Well, okay, some things are going to be excused, are are going to be exempt from, from this new ruling. Like... You have to remember this Anita Armas situation is different than just about any example that's out there, right? So take your Endgame thing or Infinity War. We'll talk about Infinity War, right? So one of the things that in Infinity War, you see a shot in the trailer of all the Avengers running forward and Hulk is there in full hulking form and he's like ready to wreak havoc. Well, then, of course, we watch Infinity War and Bruce is having performance issues. <laughs> like he, he, he can't get the Hulk. He can't, to, get, he can't, get, he can't get big. Yeah. Um, can't get his bulk uh, on. But here's the thing. In that situation, that scene still happens. Bruce Banner 
and periodically sort of kind of Hulk is still Hulk is still in the film. Yeah. He's he's in the beginning of the film. That scene yeah. happens, Hulk's there. It doesn't happen quite the way it appears in the trailer. Yeah. There he Bruce Banner is there, the Hulk is not. Yeah. The endgame thing and the no way home thing, it that's a studio saying, Hey, we have some surprises and secrets in this film that we don't want you to know about yet. We want you to be surprised when you see this. Yeah. It'd be like it's like advertise like uh Empire Strikes Back, hiding that Luke and Darth yeah. Vader are related. Exactly. Nobody over at the Yesterday Studio said, ah, we, want, we want the audience to be surprised when it turns out that Anna <laughs> Armas she is not in this show film. Up. <laughs> yeah, we really want them to be shocked. So I think things being put in there for the sake of keeping secrets, things being removed or not shown... Right, you can never, you can't get mad at a, a, a movie trailer for not showing you something. But when they show you something that isn't there, and maybe not even a scene, you know that there could be some gray area there. I think it's when you take an actor or an actress and you put them in your trailer in in a big significant way, and you you use them because you know that they're potentially a box office draw, then they're not in the film, which again happens, storylines get cut and stuff like that. I think probably when they put that first trailer together, they had every intention of she was going to be in this film. Yeah, but and at she some probably point, still got her full paycheck for all of this, I would imagine. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely she would. She would have been so she's contract. not hurting. Nope. They, they um, Essentially, they've paid her for her star power and they're yeah. utilizing it. Yeah. Um, but then you made the decision to cut her from her scenes from the film, deleted her scenes, and then continued to release trailers that still showed her as a prominent part of this film. Yeah. So that's, you're getting into a gray area now. That's sure. where it gets into that false advertising yeah. area. Now, Moving forward, I, I was reading online and getting other people's opinions and stuff like that, and someone speculated that which what you may see moving forward, that movie trailers themselves may not actually change all that much, and that this might simply just be cleared up by, at the very end of a trailer, across the bottom of the screen, a very small, hard to read, almost not even there text, yeah, yeah. there's a little disclaimer that says, all scenes and characters in this trailer are not necessarily in the final, like whatever it is. This this trailer is not conducive to what the final film is. Exactly. Right. Which maybe (laughs) clears everything up. So you, you could be watching a trailer for this amazing Christmas story. All like the Grinch. And and then as you watch it, it turns into something like, you're actually watching the film, and the film is Halloween. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Another now they great can do example, anything, because there's a disclaimer. <laughs> another great example was uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. If you look at all of the marketing, the posters, the trailers, the blah, 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 it was, oh, we're going to see the war. We're going to see this massive war between apes and humans and we're going to see the earth devastated and we're going to see all this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Never happens. Never happens in the film. 
In the film, they spend the majority of their time in prison trying to break out of these cages. And then well, at the very it's more end, of a battle for the Planet of the Apes. There's a little bit of a battle, a, but then a before any for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, before any sort of war can break out, an avalanche happens and buries all the humans in snow, and that's it. But if you watch the trailers for it, they really there's I mean there's scenes in the trailer that aren't in the movie. There's all kinds of like it really makes it feel like okay, here's the war. This is what we've been building to for three films now. I don't know. Either way, you hear this. What are your thoughts? Is this ridiculous? Does this make sense? Do they have a leg to stand on? Should they be suing? And what I does this mean for marketing campaigns <laughs> I, moving forward? I, I just think it's funny. It's kind of like the the um, we talked about earlier. You know, fans petitioning to save a franchise or an actor from leaving or bring an actor back. You're not. You're not changing anything. <laughs> you're not. You're not really. There's. There's little to no hope for you here in what you're trying to accomplish. Do you think they'll win the lawsuit? No. I mean, even if they do, it doesn't. It's not going to change anything. No. Like exactly what you said is going to happen. They're not going to spend the time to go through all those trailers and cut and edit them so that. They still work, and they now she's not in those trailers. They're just going to slap a disclaimer at the beginning or the end because it's way well, quicker, way easier, and financially makes more sense. <laughs> and here's the other thing. Trailers, people don't realize this. Trailers are 90% of the time not made in-house at the studio, right? You have there – are, there are companies, trailer houses, that you hire and you send them – footage they're not houses you, brady they're trailer trailers <laughs> and you and you tell them like this is this is what we want our trailer to convey this is you know um these are the things that you're not allowed to show these are the things we want you to show these are you know blah 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 and and the company puts together this trailer now they send the trailer back to the director and and like you know it's not like it's not like when the trailer comes out on YouTube, the director sees it for the first time and goes, oh, holy shit, that's like, <laughs> Yeah, blah, there's blah, some blah, creative right? input there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They get it back. They have to approve it or, or reject it or request changes or whatever it is. But yeah, what a sticky, sticky, sticky mess. And it'll be interesting to see where this goes moving forward. Oh, I don't so. think, I don't think it's, I think like you said, and like I repeated, <clears throat> it's not going to change anything. No. Anyways, that's it. Yeah. That's that's it. That's all. That's that's, that's all the news. Excellent. I mean, there's more news in the last two, but who cares? We don't care. Who gives a shit? (laughs) Not me. Not you. Not not the listener, or else they wouldn't have listened this long. Yeah. Well, they didn't, but it's just you and me now. Thank you for listening. Who are you talking to? uh, You. Oh. I don't know. I'm not going to listen to this. Oh. Thanks for the conversation. (laughs) <laughs> then my mom. I'm probably just talking to my mom. And Pete. <laughs> Pete's probably listened this far. Now, do you think? Do you think he listens to the news? I know he's listened to some of the other ones. He's listened to some of the news, yeah. Does yeah. he? You think? Yeah. Well, he has two kids, right? Yeah. I think any opportunity to go sit in the car in the garage, put on a podcast and cry a bit is... Uh, yeah. Pete, know. if that's what you do, don't turn the car on on because that's not no, no, At least no. open Just the garage the door if you do. Accessory we'll mode. Accessory yeah. mode. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for listening so much. 
Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, merch. Uh, That's pretty much it. In the description section of wherever you're listening to this episode. Um, Yeah, it's a great way to stay on top of all sorts of fun stuff, like voting on what movie Pete and I are going to review next, getting some fun... Uh, Patreon exclusives, there's a, uh, just like, I don't know, in the last two weeks, there's a exclusive Movie Man Christmas episode up on our Patreon. You can only listen to it if you're supporting us on Patreon. And I've had a couple of drinks during it. There's just a... a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little bit of a disclaimer there. So it's, you know, uh, I don't, but I don't know if it comes across. Like, I think I do a pretty good job of like not slurring my words. Of, of hiding it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, thank you so much. And um, until next week when we do the news and we do episode one of the Bad Batch season two. Exciting. It's a, it's a Star Wars show. Show yeah. about. That would be our first animated show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well. Oh, no, no, no. Never mind. I misspoke. Why? What did we do? We we did the um, Tales of Jedi. I have no recollection of that. Uh, That's too bad. It was good. In parts, yes. Parts, parts. Are you going to be all caught up for it? Half of it was good. I'm, listen, I don't know. You've been working your way through uh, down to the wire. I was wars. I was making wicked progress. I was making wicked progress, and then two things happened. Christmas happened, yeah, and I didn't watch any for like a week and a half. Ooh, uh, and then I got really into a, a, a video game. I've been playing like four or five hours a night of this game, and so I, yeah, it's been it's been rough, but uh, yeah. I think so. I think, Just listen, because all I really need to watch, I've seen The Bad Batch season one. <laughs> okay. And I've been working through The Clone Wars. Yeah. And I'm about a quarter of the way through season four. So I'd have to finish season four, five, six, and seven, which six and seven is really only like one season because they're only like 12 episodes each. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to try, but if... But you've seen Bad Batch 1. You don't necessarily have to see all of Clone Wars to jump in Bad Batch, so... And if I, if, if, you know, if the deadline is approaching and it looks like I'm in trouble and I'm not going to make it, then just go on without me. No, then (laughs) Disney Plus is got this... Then Disney Plus has got this great section under the the Star Wars thing where it's like 15 episodes that they've dubbed the essential Clone Wars episodes. So I could at least watch those and get like, okay, here's the, here's the, I I can imagine that most of those are in the, like the last three seasons. (laughs) There's a lot of it is. Yeah. It's like one or two episodes per season for the first little bit. And then it's like, Yeah quite a bit in the last little while like season half of the last season is like i would say essential (laughs) yeah so one way or another one way or another i'll be good to go (laughs) 